0: What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thanks so much for tuning in. When we think of smart fabrics, we typically think of fabrics with sensors inside to monitor our body's activity or temperature. But not all innovations in fabrication are digital. In fact, most of the time they're chemical. Today I'm sharing my conversation with a startup founder who has combined fashion and tech to create a fabric that protects the skin from harmful UV rays. Then she turned to TikTok to find her product market fit. Fee Pazzania is a Milan-based ex-investment banker turned fashion designer who's launching her debut collection featuring a patented lab-verified smart fabric. This fabric acts as a filter for the skin, protecting it from harmful UV rays while still allowing the good rays through that allow our body to produce vitamin D. Now, so what you might be thinking, well, consider that 1 billion people worldwide suffer from a vitamin D deficiency. So Fi is on a mission via social media with her 2.5 million views on TikTok to help correct this and she's starting in the realm of modest fashion. It's an exciting conversation and it starts right now.
1: Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So as I understand it, you have a very special fabric that you've developed. Before we get into that, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you (laughs) arrive at the place where you're developing fabric?
1: So I've always designed my own clothes. And because of that, I've always had a bit of a private following. So people have always said, ooh, where did you get that? And I've always had to say, Mm, can't buy it. But I'm happy to provide samples. I'm happy to help you sort of realize what it is that you are asking me, that where did I buy it? So it, it started from that. My mother was a fashion designer for Dubai Elite, so she made custom wedding dresses. She had a studio in London, and my father is a doctor, and he specializes in bone metabolism, diseases, and cancers. So if you take that as a base, if you were to go all (laughs) the way back to the beginning, you can imagine that I've got a bit of a science. I did pre-med in my undergrad because I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. And I think with a certain, with millennials, I'm sure a lot of people probably can understand is you have your passion and then what your parents told you that you need to be study and make money and do all these things. So while I had all of this running in the background, I'm also very analytical and I love to figure out how things work. So I always knew I wanted to do something different, something just, I just had it in me. I had this desire, had this itch and I've always loved fabrics. I just love going to fabric stores. I love seeing the patterns. I love seeing how they fall. I love thinking about how I could create designs from those things. And so when the pandemic happened, because we had all this time and probably some some time to think about all these things, I had this idea that I thought, well, as I'm going running, I'm slathering myself in creams, which didn't feel so nice. And I was still getting all of these tan marks. And I thought, well, there's gotta be a better way there's got to be a better way to do this. And so since I'm naturally a person who loves to find out how things work, that's sort of, that was the, the spark that started this whole thing.
0: And so you developed this smart fabric that allows the good vitamin D to come through and blocks out the harmful stuff. I didn't know actually that fabric blocks anything really yeah no, right. <laughs> it makes sense yeah. but I didn't like I didn't really think about this until i had heard about your company so regular fabric like denim for example yep. or, or something like cotton base it just it, does it block everything it blocks
1: or? everything so if you think about let's talk about I won't bore you with details but there are synthetic fibers let's talk about uh, synthetic fibers and there are natural fibers Okay, let's just, let's just make it sort of simple. The, the thicker the, f- the fabric and the more plastic the fabric, it blocks everything, but it also blocks all of your body's natural processes. So if you're hot, it doesn't let anything escape. Or if you're cold, like for instance, Um, if you're wearing plastic, it just means that even in cold environments, you're going to sweat, even if it's cold outside, because it doesn't let the humidity out. So imagine thick fabrics that don't breathe, block everything and you feel very uncomfortable. Natural fibers still block everything, but they do have properties where they do allow a bit of movement, either from your body out or from the environment in. So that's a bit a bit about fabric. I can go on forever about fabric. So be careful what you ask me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so tell me about what about your fabric is proprietary and how are you actually testing it to ensure that the
1: claims that you're making about vitamin D are actually valid? Sure. So after two years in R&D, I would love to tell you all about this. So basically, let's first touch on a couple of bullet points about vitamin D. So vitamin D, there are two types. There's vitamin D2 and vitamin D3. D2 you get from your food. D3 only comes from sunlight, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is how do you create vitamin D from sunlight? How does your body do this? So uh, let's just say there are two, two main rays that come from the sunlight, UVA and UVB. The moment UVB comes in contact with your skin, your body then kicks off its own process. And there's like a very long complicated process where it makes its own vitamin D. So my fabric, what it does is it acts like a filter. So if once you're in the sun, you have to be in the sun. If you're in the sun, the sun will hit your skin. It will filter out the UVA that is responsible for burning typically and it will let in a controlled amount. And I've managed to calibrate how much it, I will tell you about that in a minute, but let's just, it will let in a controlled amount of UVB. Once that UVB touches your skin, then your body can kick off its own natural process and create its own vitamin D3, okay? This is all tested in independent labs. So once I, to to actually even get to this process, I like, that is a whole separate story about how I even like, that was, Running everywhere to try and get somebody to even listen to me to create the fabric. How I test this is I actually send five pieces of 10 centimeter squared to an independent lab. So, this independent lab, what does it do? When you go and buy cosmetics or sunscreen that says SPF 50, SPF 20, how do you know? Those cosmetic companies send it to an independent lab and they do in vitro or live analysis of how much is getting passed through the cream or the oil or whatever the medium is. So I went and contacted some independent lab testing cosmetology facilities here in Italy, and I send six pieces of 10 centimeters squared to the lab. And what they do is they pass sunlight through one part of the fabric. And on the other side, they've got equipment. And what they do is they register the transmittance of UVA and UVB that passes through the fabric. And I have lab results of three or four different ones where I've managed to calibrate up or down. So between SPF 6 and SPF 25, and I can do even, I can understand to do even actually different numbers than this. That's how it's proven. So I know that I can apply this process to any organic fiber. So I can take silk, I can take cotton, I can take linen, and I can apply this process. It doesn't wash out. It's 100% natural. And if you're looking for something that if you're looking to not slather yourself with creams, if you're looking to not if you're looking to put it like an eye towards the environment, if you're looking for a way to sort of improve your health in a really natural way, it's taken me two and a half years to develop this fabric. And hopefully this will be something that could be for you if that's who you are.
0: Right. And so, okay, th- that's interesting. I didn't know that you could add it to any fabric. Um, or it's,
1: So it's, it's part where there are certain char- so So the, the fabric itself has to have certain characteristics. I have to find a fabric manufacturer that will give me base characteristics of the fabric. Once those base characteristics have been established, then I apply a process that creates the filter to the fabric and it doesn't wash out. Unless, of course, there are washing and requirements for for smart fabrics. So you can't use fabric softeners, you can't use bleach, because what that does is it damages the filter. And Mm. at that point, it's not usable anymore. So
0: interesting and so this is how you're able to support the claim that your fabrics help nervous hormone and immune systems and you're actually able to test for that so it's not just something you're saying you're actually able to verify that with science which i love absolutely Um, and very
1: important because i think there are lots of people probably can claim all these things and i've got the science behind it to say there is a specific amount of uvb transmittance with every single fabric so every single lot that gets printed because it changes with color Dark colors require too many chemicals to fix the color to the fabric. Those chemicals don't react well to the filter and it doesn't work. So it will be light colors. Each of the colors are tested in the lab. So it's not just that one lot of fabric, it's each and every color that comes out gets tested. And if the person, whoever's using it, understands that they can go into the sunlight in hours where it's not middle of the day. So it's obviously that's no good for anyone. But in the early hours of the morning and the afternoon when the sun is not so hot and they spend an hour every day having a nice walk, chatting with their friends. If they do this all over the summer, all throughout the summer, your body can naturally produce its own vitamin D requirements for the whole year.
0: Interesting. And so is your company's plan to continue to innovate fabrics? Or do you want to design clothes? I think I read somewhere that in the spring, you're going to be coming out with a capsule collection to sort of demonstrate the properties of it. But it sounds like you're doing
1: both. You're absolutely right. I am doing both because it's not just about the fabric. I love innovating fabrics, but it's also about innovating designs. It's really both. Fli Milano is a fashion house. Underneath the fashion house, there will hopefully be many different trademarked and patented fabrics. The part that I enjoy, I think I enjoy both equally. I enjoy both innovating the fabric, but then also coming up with unique designs that leave the the person wearing them comfortable, airy, feel like that there's something on, they almost forget like they're wearing it. So yes, absolutely both.
0: As someone who has sensitive skin, I was always, you know, squirming out of the fabrics that my mom put me in as a child. And now as an adult, I'm like only going for the softest fabrics that are breathable. Because I find I'm still very much like that, very much uncomfortable in things that um, aren't breathable. But when it comes to your audience, you seem to have found your target audience in the Muslim community. Women who lean more towards modest fashion, want to be draped and covered but you've actually found that they're quite vitamin deficient because of their modest style. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, it's
1: it's really an amazing sort of discovery. Not a discovery, it's just, it, it's quite amazing that I found myself here. Um, when I originally was talking to my father about developing this fabric, so since he studies bone metabolism and bone cancers and bone diseases, he said to me, you know, statistically speaking, those who, who cover up, and that could be anyone from a, a Catholic nun, all the way over mm-hmm. to somebody who dresses modestly obviously those those people are covered and tend to have a higher incidence of vitamin d deficiency and he said you know you could do a lot of good in this area and i said oh i would love to but i i wouldn't even know where to start and so i just kept de-
0: because you're i'm not, not muslim, i'm not, are I'm you? not muslim I, right. I,
1: right and i thought well i don't know just start but let me just keep developing the fabric um, and so that I had another friend who said to me, you need to go to put yourself on social media. You need to put yourself on social media because you know how many people would love to hear about this. And I kind of went, oh, I'm not really a social media type of person. You know, you put yourself out there and you get all these people that give you the haters, the people who stalk you and they say nasty things. And I thought, well, I'm not into that. But then if I also try to put myself into a community that that I'm, that I'm not a part of, I'm not quite sure how to reconcile all those things. And then in passing conversation, somebody else said to me, look, Fee, you could really do a lot of good with this. Create a TikTok account, tell your story, just tell it from the heart and then just see what happens. This was back in July, I made a 50 second TikTok video that went viral, like one or 1.2 million views of people saying, oh my God, I would love this. I would really need this. And I was overwhelmed with how many people who really just, it wasn't just they liked the idea, but really needed this. It's really nice to feel needed. It's really nice to feel like you can do something for somebody else. And over the course of, I would say, from July up until now, that's not even been, how many, eight months, I can't even count the community that I have found, that I have built, asking them, look, it's not just that I've developed this product. I know nothing about modest clothing. Let's do this together. How social media has been used up until now, it didn't really speak to me. But if I'm using it in a way to really ask people what they want, to give them a voice, that becomes like a different thing. It becomes a different story. Mm -hmm
0: yeah it's less spammy and more like iterative design because you're like would you like this and people are like i would love this
1: (laughs) exactly i would love this tell me so what i did was i started look i started with drawings here here's a drawing what do you think oh we love this but i see that this isn't quite right so i went through that iterative process and then i said okay here's a sample and i put it on with bad lighting and just very much just being honest look what do you think? Do you like the sleeve? And I learned so many amazing things about how they pray and what they need. And and I every time I would read through all the comments and I adjusted all of my designs based on the comments that I received from the videos. And what I really liked about this is it made me feel like what I always wanted to do was help people get a voice. I think that I I think everybody has been through a time in their life where they feel like they weren't heard or their needs weren't being mm. met or no one was paying attention. And I, I think, you know, That kind of gets to you here. And if you can be a part of the change to help turn that around, that makes it actually even better.
0: Right. And so now the designs, so it's not just the fabric that you're innovating um, for the Muslim community. It's actually you're catering your designs to that community as well. What about other like prominent women, prominent muslim designers are you approaching them and saying hey i have this fabric would you like to do something like from a collaboration perspective i
1: think that will come with time i think i don't have i say i don't have the guts to come up to them and say hey i have got this fabric you know i think that that would be amazing i would love to be able to collaborate with people that have more experience than me i'm always putting myself in a position to learn and then you know i would welcome that in the future i haven't done that yet because i just haven't had the opportunity So yes, I think that could definitely be something I would do in the future.
0: So we're going to put links to your TikTok so that people can follow you there because that's i believe your most active right channel but um tell us about your future plans for your fabric here now at this process where you've iterated and iterated and now you've got something that you yep. know people want because that's the feedback yep. that you're hearing and you also know it works because you have the feedback Absolutely. from the lab so where do you go from so here? i
1: think i've always been a, someone who approaches things a bit with caution so i want to see how things work i'm making a very limited amount so my limited collection is 40, 50 pieces of each size, which is really not a lot. I want to see how that goes. I want to hear feedback. So once I get past this this sort of first bit that I feel like I'm really sort of, you know, got my legs under me, I would love to expand to men's, children's, swimwear. I'm now researching all the different variations of headdresses because what I've learned to discover is that in different regions, they have different ways, like we all do, like in different countries. They all have their own unique Mm -hmm. ways that they wear their headdresses and i that requires a lot of research so i've thrown myself into sort of understanding if you're going to wear something where it's hot and it's covering your head it's covering a lot of your skin it really needs to be done right so i've thrown myself into that and that's a really big project but it's really for anybody who has a need if you've got sensitive skin if you want to be in the sun i went to jordan this year for eight days okay 40 in august don't, don't ask me why i was a bit crazy i made myself from this fabric it was a cotton linen mix that i haven't yet it's still in testing because it's a bit creasy and i'm trying to figure out if i can make it less creasy so i made myself a long sleeve linen shirt long trousers and i wore a hat no sunscreen and this is still verified but it's around 2022 spf right so it gives you that protection but it still allows the the uvb to come through i didn't have any tan lines so which is you know i tan really easily i had no tan lines and i didn't burn and i didn't sweat that much if you imagine 40 degrees celsius is quite hot it's for anybody who's looking it's not just for anyone who's looking to cover up it's really anyone who's got sensitive skin who loves the sun who doesn't want to sweat a lot the collection that's coming out now is based in tencel tencel is Brilliant for its antibacterial properties, also for humidity and temperature, body temperature regulation. Absolutely fantastic. This has been, I sent it with a couple of girls who went to India and they said, with a backpack on, I barely sweated. So so in the future, I see giving everybody a voice, really. I think that's really what my goal is.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and like I said, we're gonna put the links in right. the show notes if people wanna to connect to you and follow your very active TikTok presence. But keep us posted with everything I that you're will. doing because it sounds very interesting and like you mentioned you're addressing a need that isn't being met.
1: So thank no, you. For thank that. you for having me. <laughs>
0: That was my conversation with Fee Pazania, a Milan-based fashion designer who's working with labs and the Muslim community to develop and iterate a smart fabric that protects the skin. In our next episode, we're going to continue the conversation of fabric innovation when we speak with Modern Meadow, an American biotechnology company that's innovating leather as we know it. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future.